Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This is part two in a short series that I'm doing about jokes. In the last one, we considered some of the social codes around joke telling, including when, why, and how we should tell jokes and respond to jokes uh, in social situations. I suggest that uh, you listen to that if you haven't already done so. Okay, now in this one, we're going to look at some of some typical joke structures. We're also going to consider what makes a joke funny. And then I'm going to tell you lots of jokes too. We'll also be thinking about some of the psychology of jokes and puns uh, during this, this episode. Okay, so there's more entertaining and useful listening practice for you here uh, with some jokes that you can learn and share. And, of course, plenty of vocabulary teaching, too. Um, I think we're killing something like five birds with one stone in this episode. And if you don't know what that phrase means, I would suggest that you go back a couple of episodes and have a listen, because I explain it. All right. Again, uh, there might be a part three to this episode, depending on how long it is. This episode could easily stretch over uh, several uh, other episodes, so we will see. Um, I should also remind you that most of what I'm saying to you in this episode, um, I planned in advance fairly carefully, and you can read it. You can read most of this stuff uh, on the page for this episode on my website, teacherluke.co.uk. I think you know the website by now. I hope so. Um, I mean, you should do. Everyone's talking about it. Um, so, yes, you can. If you want to read these words as well as listen to them, uh, you can do that. Just find the page for this episode on my website. And that also means uh, the jokes, all of the jokes that I'm going to uh, tell you in this episode will be written down on the webpage also. So, you know, that's good. If you don't catch them, you can go check out the page. You can, you know, actually look at the words. You can read them. Uh, you can study them. You might understand them better if you can read them and see the words uh, and so on. You can, you know, copy paste, you can share them with people, all that kind of thing. So remember, lots of this stuff is uh, already printed on the website. Uh, just another reminder uh, as well, this episode is all about jokes, but even if you don't laugh at any of these jokes and to be honest, many of the jokes are admittedly quite bad. You know, they're sort of dad jokes. So even if you don't laugh at a lot of the jokes you're going to hear in this episode, then that is absolutely fine, okay? Because you're learning lots of vocabulary. It's not necessarily about being able to laugh at these jokes the first time you hear them. Ideally, that's what's going to happen. Ideally. But I understand that this is a learning English podcast, so you might not understand all of the jokes, and that's fine. Uh, the main thing is that you can get vocabulary. Use them as a learning opportunity, okay? So perhaps if you don't get the, the, the jokes the first time, after you've understood the vocabulary, you can listen to these episodes again, come back to the jokes and see if any of them strike you as funny on a second listen. Um, also, I don't expect you to remember all of these jokes, uh, but you could pick up a couple of jokes that you like, learn how to say them, and then share them with a couple of English-speaking friends. It's always good to have a few uh, jokes in English that you know that you can tell, so that when the situation arises, you can share them. Okay, so don't don't try and learn all of these jokes. Just pick a couple or, you know, three or four that you really like um, and uh, remember those. And then you can practice telling them and so on. Uh, okay, so where were we before? Where were we? Uh, we we um, OK, the, the point we got to was uh, typical joke structures. OK, typical joke structures. So I, I mentioned before that there are a number of different sort of uh, formats for jokes, well-known formats. And often people will uh, start the joke and everyone knows it's a joke because it sort of conforms to the usual uh, format. Um, 
usually, I think the most common joke structure is question, you know, a question, which is the setup to the joke. And then you have to say, I don't know. And then the answer is the punchline. So question, I don't know, answer. Okay, for example, and here comes the first joke of the episode. For example, why didn't the ghost go to the dance? Why didn't the ghost go to the dance? And you say, I don't know. And the answer is, because he had no body to go with. Because he had no body to go with. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Okay. Um, Let me explain it to you. You've pro- I hope that you got that one. That's not too difficult. Obviously, you know that a ghost, a ghost is a spirit. It doesn't have a body, okay? But also, uh, you know, you need to go with someone. If, you, if you're going to a dance, you need to go with a partner, don't you? don't you? So if you have no one to go with, then you wouldn't go to the dance. Similarly, if you have nobody to go with, uh, you wouldn't go to the dance. But if you have no body, if you're a spirit, if you have no body, then of course you would not go to the dance. Because you... You need a body in order to dance. I think that's that should be clear. So why didn't the ghost go to the dance? I don't know. Because he had no body to go with. You have to sort of change the way you say that phrase a little bit. Normally you'd say he had no body to go with. But here you have to say because he had no body to go with. You see the emphasis? Hmm. Um, I quite like that joke just because of the opening line. I like the setup. Why didn't the ghost go to the dance? I mean, you start thinking, well, there's a go- there's a dance, and there was a-, a ghost was invited to the dance. Who would invite a ghost to a dance? Anyway, you know, it's just the ridiculousness of jokes, isn't it? I like that. Um, but there are plenty of other joke types. It's not just question. Uh, I don't know answer. There are lots of others. For example, you've got knock knock jokes. Knock knock jokes, and this is—I mean, this is really important. You, I, I imagine that you know you, these are very well known. This is a very well known joke structure, uh, but you ha- with knock knock jokes, it's very important that you understand your role in the joke. And the way that you answer, you deal with a knock knock joke is you just start by saying knock knock, which is a bit like you know knocking on the door, knock knock. And if someone says knock knock to you, what do you have to say? Well, you say, who's there? So, knock, knock, who's there? And then the next, then uh, the person says a name. And then you have to say, you know, that name and then who. And then the punchline is delivered. So, the, the, you have to imagine a situation where someone's knocking on the door and someone calls through the door, who's there? And the, the other person says their name. And then you say, name who? Uh, okay, here's an example, all right? Knock, knock, who's there? Luke, Luke who? Look through the window and you'll see. <clears throat> okay? Knock, knock. Who's there? Luke. Luke who? Luke through the window and you'll find out. Uh, so, obviously, the joke is on the name Luke, which we know sounds a bit like look. Luke, look, look, you know, with your eyes. Look through the window and you'll see. Look through the window and you'll see. Ha, 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 ha. Brilliant. Now, the thing about knock-knock jokes is that there are loads and loads and loads of them. And uh, it's quite fun to play around with knock-knock jokes. Um, And there are knock-knock jokes for many, many different names. I wonder if I've got some more. I think I've got another little list of knock-knock jokes down here somewhere. Let me see if I can find them. Where are they? Okay, here we go. Here's, Here's a couple more. They're not very good. They're pretty stupid, but they're fun. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne. That's D-W-A-Y-N-E. Like Wayne, but with a D. Dwayne. It's a name. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. Oh my God. Did I really just read out that joke? Dwayne the bathtub, which is like saying drain. Drain the bathtub, meaning let the water out the bathtub. I'm drowning. But clearly this person has a speech impediment. So when they say drain, it sounds like Dwayne. <sighs> That's terrible. That is really bad. That's a really bad joke. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. Which is like drain the bathtub. I'm drowning. I'm not spending any more time on that. Knock, knock. Who's there? Teresa. Teresa. Teresa who? Teresa Green. Uh-huh. Trees are green. Yeah. You get it? Trees are green. Knock, knock. Who's there? Teresa. Teresa who? Teresa Green. 
Knock, knock. Who's there? Cash. Cash who? Yes, that is a type of nut. Huh? Okay, dumb. Really stupid. Did, but did you get it? That's the important thing. Knock, knock. Who's there? Cash. Cashew. Yes, that's a type of nut. Cashew nut. Okay. And the last one, the last one here is a knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. I used to love that joke when I was a kid. I absolutely loved that joke. Doctor. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? Yes, that's right. Mm, that means that Doctor Who is at the door. Okay, not the not the cleverest jokes, but anyway, it's a standard structure that everyone knows. Uh, the, the other one, another one is Doctor Doctor jokes. Doctor Doctor. And this is a scenario, you have to imagine a scenario where someone has gone to the doctor and they say, Doctor Doctor, and then they explain their problem and the doctor gives the solution and the solution is a joke. Okay, so Doctor Doctor, I feel like a bell. I feel like a bell, you know, tink a ding a ding ding Doctor, doctor, I feel like a bell. And the doctor says, well, take these pills, and if they don't work, just give me a ring. Ha 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 ha. Fine. So, uh, give me a ring obviously means call me, call me on the telephone, but it also you ring a bell, don't you? Ring, 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 tink a ding a ding Yes. Doctor, doctor, I feel like a bell. No problem. Just take these pills, and if they don't work, just give me a ring. Ha ha ha! Brilliant. Now, uh, what do you call a la 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 jokes? What do you call a something? So that's like you know uh, the question is what do you call? And it's it's like what's the name of this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. What do you call a deer? with no eyes. What do you call a deer with no eyes? Which obviously means what's what's a, another name for a deer with no eyes? I think you know this one if you're a long-term listener. What do you call a deer with no eyes? The answer, no idea. Um, so what do you call a deer with no... A deer, you know what a deer is. It's an animal, lives in the forest, Bambi. Yes, if I, normally if I say Bambi, then everyone knows what a deer is. Okay, what do you call a deer with no eyes? The answer, no idea. Okay, I don't need to explain that. Next one is the follow-up to that joke, and that's, what do you call a deer with no eyes and no legs? Still no idea. Obviously, it's still because it's not moving because it's got no legs, you see. Now, that's not a cruel joke. Sometimes when you tell that joke, people go, oh, that's not meant to be cruel. It's just meant to be surreal and ridiculous. And it's about the language. Still no idea, because obviously uh, still, meaning continuing, we, st- we still don't know, uh, but also still because it's not moving, because it's got no legs. Uh, um, so that's what do you call a blah, blah, blah. What do you call a, like, what do you call a man with a, uh, let's see, what do you call a man with a car on his head? Jack. Uh-huh. And that's a joke on the double meaning of the word Jack, because Jack is a man's name. But Jack is also a tool which you use if you have a problem with your car. You put the jack under the car and you can move the lever up and down and the car gradually rises up. It's a way of sort of uh, raising a car off the ground so that you can change a wheel. Okay, that's a jack. So what do you call a man with a car on his head? The answer, jack. Um, Okay, what's the difference between a something and a something? That's a very common structure. What's the difference between a something and a something? Okay, so um, for example, what's the difference between a tennis ball and the Prince of Wales. Okay, what's the difference between a tennis ball and uh, the Prince of Wales? Well, one is thrown to the air, and the other is heir to the throne. Okay, one's thrown to the air, the other one is heir to the throne. That's quite a good joke, actually. I actually quite like that one. Uh, The tennis ball is thrown to the air, you know, throw, you know, to launch something into the air with your hand, to throw something. Uh, in this case, it's passive. One is thrown to the air. Uh, the air, of course, that's clear, isn't it? One's thrown to the air. And the other is heir to the throne. Okay, heir to the throne means the next in line for the throne. We know what a throne is. Everyone knows what a throne is now because of Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, it's like the chair that a king sits on. 
Oh, yeah, what's the difference between a tennis ball and the Prince of Wales? One is throne to the air, the other is heir to the throne. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, then we have, um, as I've mentioned before, shaggy dog stories. These are very long and ridiculous stories that have one stupid punchline at the end. Um, then we have light bulb jokes. Light bulb. You know a light bulb? It's the uh, glass, like little glass ball with a metal filament inside and it you, we use it to to illuminate your house so you know if the light bulb blows out you need to unscrew it and change it light bulb okay so uh, to ch- changing a light bulb is you know it's pretty simple really but the point with the light bulb jokes is you say how many somethings does it take to change a light bulb you know like how many men does it take to change a light bulb how many blonde women does it take to change a light bulb that kind of thing for example how many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb the answer uh, none none no psychiatrists why because the light bulb will change when it's ready Okay, how many psychiatrists will it take to change a light bulb? Uh, None, because the light bulb will change when it's ready. Um, Okay, so next we have a man walks into a bar jokes. A man walks into a bar. And this is very, very common uh, uh, opening to a joke. It's just a little story. And the first line is, a man walks into a bar and... Um, And, you know, this is such a common... There's loads of man walks into a bar jokes... For example, I think probably the, the, the most well-known one is a man walks into a bar and bangs his head. Ow! Because it was an iron bar. Yeah, all right. Uh, the joke there is, is on the word bar, because a bar is obviously a place where you can buy drinks, but a bar is also a big piece of metal, uh, you know, an iron bar. So a man walks into a bar could mean he walks into a building to get a drink. It also could mean he walks directly and hits his head on a metal bar. <clears throat> okay. A man walks into a bar and bangs his head. Ow! It was an iron bar. Basic basic stuff that is but then other man walks into a bar jokes uh, might be uh, stuff like this okay here's another one a man walks into a bar he sits down and he orders a pint of beer uh, there's a there's a pianist there's a man playing piano in the corner of the pub uh, and he's playing a song on the piano and the pianist has a monkey and the monkey's sitting on top of the piano dancing Okay, it's like a form of entertainment. And as soon as the man's drink arrives at the bar, the monkey suddenly jumps up, runs along the bar, pulls out his willy, that's his penis, all right, pulls out his willy and pees into the man's pint of beer. Furious, understandably furious, the man picks up his drink and walks over to the pianist and says, do you know your monkey's just pissed in my beer? And the pianist says... Uh, no, I don't. But if you sing the melody, I'm sure I can pick it up. <clears throat> All right, there you go. So uh, a man walks into a bar, sits down and orders a pint. Do you understand it? Do you know your monkey's just pissed in my beer? Now, that's the sort of, that's the setup. And the punchline is, no, I don't. But if you sing the melody, I'm sure I can pick it up. Um, so, do you know your monkey's just pissed in my beer? Could mean two things. One is the standard meaning that you expect. Are you aware that your pet uh, uh, Simeon has just urinated in my uh, hop-based uh, alcoholic beverage? Do you know that your monkey's just pissed in my beer? And the pianist misunderstands, and he thinks that the man is asking if he knows a song. And the name of the song is Your Monkey's Just Pissed in My Beer. You know, it's like saying, do you know Let It Be, for example? Or do you know uh, uh, do you know The Idiot Song by Monty Python? Uh, do you know Your Monkey's Just Pissed in My Beer? And the pianist says, no, I don't know it. But if you sing the melody, I'm sure I can pick it up. Right. Um, then you've got... Uh, an old structure, which I haven't heard so much anymore, but when I was a kid, I used to hear these jokes all the time. And this is the Englishman, Irishman and Scotsman joke. 
And it's pretty old-fashioned, and it's a little bit racist, to be honest, because the the subject of the joke, the, the butt of the joke, is always the Irish guy. And it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but it's sort of true that the Irish used to be the um, subject of lots of jokes by the English. Um, it seems that every nation, every country, has another country that they make jokes about. Um, I think for the French, they make jokes about the Belgians, for example. I'm not sure about all the other countries in the world, but I'd be very curious to know which countries do your, does your country make jokes about? That's a bit of a sensitive subject because I don't want it to be inappropriate because it's sort of close to being a bit racist, isn't it, that? Uh, but anyway, uh, in England, we used to make fun of the Irish. I think that that's less common these days. Um, and the Englishman, Irishman and Scotsman jokes, you have to imagine that there's an Englishman, an Irishman and a Scotsman, and they're in a situation. And the Englishman and the Scotsman tend to respond to the situation in normal ways. Sometimes the Scotsman does things that are typically Scottish, like he's, he just cares about money, for example, which is also a bit of a stereotype. But anyway, the Englishman and the Scotsman tend to deal with the situation in a normal way, but the Irishman does something stupid, okay? So here's an example, all right? Here's an example. An Englishman, an Irishman and a Scotsman are lost in the desert and their Jeep breaks down, the car breaks down. So they realise they're going to have to walk, so they start making preparations. The Englishman takes the bottle of water and he says, if I get thirsty, I can drink this. Okay. The Scotsman brings a hat. He takes his hat. He says, if the sun shines, I can protect myself because I've got very sensitive skin because I'm ginger. You see, because I'm Scottish. I told you it was a broad stereotype. So the Scotsman brings a hat so that when the sun shines, he can protect himself. The Irishman takes the car door. He actually pulls the door off the car and he says, if I get too hot, I can wind down the window. Yes. So the premise is that Irish people are stupid. It's old fashioned and a bit racist, as I said. Do you understand that? You need to know the phrase to wind down the window. You know, if you're in a car and it's hot, you need to make the window go down. These days, they're all electric. Ding! The window goes down. But it used to be that you'd need to pull on a handle and turn the handle around, and then the window would slowly go down. You you would wind the handle around. So you have to wind down the window. So the Irishman's solution to the heat of the desert is to take the whole door from the car so that if he gets too hot, he can just wind down the window. Obviously, it's it's ridiculous because it doesn't work if the if the door is not attached to the car. Um, okay, so there's a few different joke structures. Let's just have a let's now consider the question of what makes a joke good. Okay, is it possible that there is there is one universal joke that everyone likes? Is it possible that some jokes are funnier than others? What is it that makes a joke good? Okay. Now, really, when you get down to it, this is all a matter of taste. Okay, it's all, it's really, it's completely subjective. There is no universal best joke, in my opinion, because different people with different tastes will laugh at different things at different times. In fact, the jokes which are totally safe and inoffensive will often be quite crap and boring, as we've already seen in this episode. Um, you know, those sort of safe jokes that don't offend anyone, they tend to lack any real punch like a lot of the dad jokes that you've heard in this episode. So in terms of that, you know, humour is subjective. But then again, I think there are certain things that help a joke, like timing, confidence, um, you know, brevity, making sure the joke is short enough. Um, um, yeah, emphasising the right words in the right places, um, those things help a joke to be good. And also maybe there are other factors like, for example, universal appeal. Um, you know, is the joke based on themes that everyone can understand and relate to? It's an interesting idea. And in fact, um, I'd like to now talk to you about an experiment, a scientific experiment, which was conducted in order to try and discover uh, the, the funniest joke in the world. Okay, so let me tell you about it. It's called Laugh Lab. And the study was done by a British scientist called Professor Richard Wiseman. He did it in order to discover the funniest joke in the world. And the experiment, 
the results of which have been published on a website called laughlab.co.uk, went like this. So here's how the experiment was conducted. People were invited to enter their favourite jokes into the website, okay? Uh, Then other people from different countries all around the world were asked to sign in, read the jokes, and then rate the one that they found the funniest, okay? So they read a few jokes and they gave them ratings, up or down, based on how funny they found them, okay? 40,000 jokes and 1.5 million ratings were received by the study, Okay, so it's quite that's quite a big study, I would I would say Um, 40,000 jokes, 1.5 million ratings from people of many different ages from many different countries. They took the data and uh, and uh, discovered the funniest joke, the one that most people rated highly and also found details of like, you know, the age, the gender, the nationality of the people who voted. Um, It's quite interesting. Would you like to know? The joke. Would you like to know the joke that was voted the funniest joke in the world in this study? Of course you would. Of course you would. Well, here you go. Okay. And and as I said, this text is reproduced uh, on my website. And and uh, I took this little extract from Richard Wiseman's website, um, and I've printed it there. Um, so you can read the full report on his website, um, and you can find the link on on my page here. So anyway, here is the winning joke. Listen carefully. All right. Do you get it? Remember, do you get it? That means do you understand? Do you understand why it's supposed to be funny? Do you get it? So here we go. The winning joke. Um, After much careful scrutiny, we finally found the joke that received higher ratings than any other gag. And here it is. Okay, so here's the joke. Um, uh, Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them suddenly collapses and falls to the ground. He doesn't seem to be breathing and his eyes are glazed. His eyes are glazed over. The other guy goes, oh my God. And he quickly gets out his phone and he calls the emergency services and he gasps, my, my friend is dead. What can I do? The operator says to him, it's okay, sir. Calm down. I can help. First of all, first thing we should do, let's just make sure that he's dead. There's a silence on the phone and then a shot is heard. Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, now what? That's the end of the joke. Um, So this joke was submitted by Gurpal Gosal, a 31-year-old psychiatrist from Manchester in the UK. And he commented on the joke that he'd submitted by saying, I like the joke as it makes people feel better because it it reminds them that there is always someone out there who is doing something more stupid than themselves. Do you understand the joke, ladies and gentlemen? You understand it? My friend is dead. What can I do? The operator says, it's all right. Calm down. I can help. First of all, let's just make sure he's dead. Now, let's make sure he's dead. Would be, what, what that really means is check his pulse and, and make sure that he's not still alive because he might still be alive. Okay, so you need to establish whether the guy is dead or alive. But the, 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 the hunter misunderstands it. And he thinks we need to ensure that he's dead. Let's make sure that he's dead. So the hunter then shoots his friend in the head because the hunter's completely stupid. Okay, first of all, let's just make sure he's dead. And then he shoots him in the head. Okay, now what? Right. Um, Okay, so the joke is interesting, according to Laugh Lab. Uh, The joke is interesting because it works across many different countries. It appeals to men and women and young and old alike. That's what the research showed them. Many of the jokes submitted received higher ratings from certain groups of people, but this is the one that had real universal appeal. Okay, I'm curious to know what you, my listeners, who are from many different countries, um, think about that joke. Did you get it, basically? Did you get the joke? Um, And it... Uh, The text here continues. It says, Also, we find jokes funny for lots of different reasons. They sometimes make us feel superior to others. They might reduce the emotional impact of anxiety-provoking events. They help us to deal with anxiety. Or they surprise us because of some kind of incongruity. Um, 
Okay, now the hunter's joke contains all three elements, apparently. First of all, we feel superior to the stupid hunter. We realise the incongruity of him misunderstanding the operator. And the joke helps us to laugh about our concerns about our own mortality. So it kind of gives us an opportunity to laugh at the subject of death. So what do you think? Did you get it? I'm curious to know. Um, Now, I'd like to play you now a short extract from a documentary about jokes that was produced by the History Channel. Um, That's an American TV station, all right? Uh, This short extract, uh, the, the, the documentary was presented by an American comedian called Lewis Black, who's a well-known and well-respected stand-up comedian in the USA. Uh, So he's the one um, presenting the documentary. And in this extract from that documentary about jokes, uh, Lewis Black meets Professor Wiseman, the guy from Laugh Lab, and they talk about the Laugh Lab study, and they talk about that joke that we've just heard, the winning joke. So... Let's listen to that extract. It's just a few minutes long. And as you listen, I'd like you, I'd like you to just consider this question. What does Lewis think of the joke? Okay, what's his opinion of the joke? All right, now let's have a little listen to that then. <laughs> Everyone tells jokes. Everyone. Professionals live by them. Amateurs die by them. My parents tell them, my therapist tells them, and my friends won't shut up. So to search for the greatest one seems insane. But like any hunt for a great white whale, it's all about the journey. And God knows we could all use a good laugh. So believe it or not, I'm excited. But leave it to the History Channel to suck all the joy out of my quest by tracking down the professor who claims he discovered the actual greatest joke ever told. Big surprise, he's British. Oh boy. I'm Professor Richard Wiseman, and today we're going to be talking about comedy. Now, does anyone here know anything about comedy? Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to be talking about the scientific search of the world's funniest joke, which was a, a project I completed a, a couple of years ago where we found the funniest joke in the world. Uh, it was a huge uh, internet-based experiment. First of all, people could submit a joke in the... They uh, get paid part. for it? Uh, no one got paid. The other part of it was uh, the rate a joke, where they'd get five randomly selected jokes from our huge archive, and they would tell us how funny uh, they would find those. Nice, the pictures are really good. Uh, they took us a little bit of time to do, actually. Nicely done. Thank you. Um, we had 40,000 jokes. We have the largest collection of jokes uh, pretty much in the world now. A lot of them absolutely disgusting, so we had to take those out. We employed somebody full-time to do exactly that. Yes. Uh, what, what do you mean by disgusting? They were very offensive. Uh, to who? Or whom? Personally, I would have left them in if it was an adult site, but it wasn't, and that's just the, the way it was. Um, so this is a giant chicken, uh, which we used to reveal the world's funniest joke at the end of our project. Uh, I'll tell you the joke. It's the two hunters uh, in the woods. One of them falls over, lays motionless on the ground. The other one uh, panics, whips out his cell phone, his phone's emergency services, says, my goodness, my friend's laying there motionless. What am I going to do? The person says, look, calm down. We're here to help. First of all, we have to make certain he's dead. And then she hears a silence on the phone, then a gunshot. The hunter comes back and says, OK, now what? That was the joke. Uh, yeah. yeah, just yeah. sit down. You got to sit down. I can't do this anymore. That was the that world's, was funniest, really, no, joke. It was, the world's it, funniest joke. It's not the world's funniest it. joke. It's not even close to the world's funniest joke. It's not even a good joke. It's a mediocre joke. First uh, off, the thing about humor is ultimately it's subjective. What you find funny, the person next to you won't find funny, and the person next to you might find half funny. And the thing is, is everyone is, is right. It's your sense of humor. And don't let anybody ever take it away from you. And if they try to get a stick and, and just beat them behind the leg and then, you know, and kick them in the stomach. I'd listen to your lecture and, you, you know, as much as you guys try, it's science can't uh, deal with comedy. So if you don't do what we did to understand comedy, but what do you do? You go tell jokes. <laughs> Why was Helen Keller such a bad driver? Okay. All right, then. So 
Did you catch that? Uh, it wasn't too difficult, I imagine. What did Lewis Black think of the joke? Well, he thought it was a bad joke. And he said that there's no such thing as the funniest joke in the world because all humour is subjective. What's funny to one person will, will not be funny to the next guy and so on. It's your humour and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's sort of a typically kind of libertarian American attitude there coming through. Uh, he said, you, you know, it's your joke. It's your humour. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And if they try to tell you otherwise, then you've got to you know, hit them in the back of the leg. Okay. Uh, The only way to find out what's funny, according to Lewis, is actually to go out and tell jokes and see what makes people laugh. I have to say I do agree with him, but I also understand what Richard Wiseman was attempting to achieve with his study. Um, It's quite interesting. It's quite revealing. So you've got Richard Wiseman's... um, scientific approach and then the approach of a stand-up comedian who knows that the only way really to test out what which jokes are funny is to is to try them in front of an audience that's what stand-up comedians do um so with that thought in mind let me now tell you a few jokes okay i'm i've got my joke list here if you don't understand these jokes as i said don't worry everything's all right i will explain them afterwards so here's the joke list and again you can see these printed on on the web page. Uh, I will read these jokes to you and then I will explain them afterwards. I think I'll read out about 10 jokes at a time. So we're going to do them in rounds. So I'll do 10 jokes, one after the other, and then I'll explain those so that you understand them. And then we'll do another 10 and so on. And I think we're going to punctuate this list with some other considerations as well. So anyway, 10 jokes at a time. So how many jokes can you understand? That's your challenge. That's what you're doing here, okay? If you like, you can count how many of the jokes that you get. Remember that phrase, I don't get it. Do you get it? That just means, do you understand why it should be funny? Uh, So count how many of the jokes you get. If you get a joke, just remember, if you get a joke, you get one point, okay? So count how many jokes you get. Count how many points you get. If you get all of the jokes, if you see why they're funny, 10 out of 10. Uh, All right. Now, if you get none of them, that's zero out of 10. So just count how many jokes you get. Um, And I don't, you don't have to laugh. All you need to do is just see why, see where the the humor is. If you can identify where the joke is, then you get the joke. And if you laugh, if you actually laugh out loud, that's just a bonus, okay? So here's a little marking scheme. If you get 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10, if you get all of the jokes, or if you laugh at them all, then, to be honest, you will probably laugh at anything. And and you're probably on drugs, to be honest. Um, uh, that's if you get them all. Um, it's unlikely that you're going to get them all. Um, anyway, uh, 6 to 8 out of 10. If you get 6 to 8 jokes uh, out of 10, then well done. Either your English is brilliant or you just have a natural sense of humour. Uh, four to six out of ten, not bad. Jokes are difficult to understand, and if you got 50%, that's actually a very good score. Um, two to four out of ten, don't worry too, don't worry too much if you didn't understand many of the jokes. Um, uh, don't feel bad, but I think you should probably watch more comedy in English if you're only getting about two or three of these jokes. And if you get one out of ten, well, never mind. Listen to this episode again, I would say, to build up your vocabulary, and I expect you'll understand more of the jokes. And don't forget, I am going to explain these jokes afterwards. And if you got if you got zero out of ten, which is possible, then I would say, hello, hello, are you alive? I'm just kidding. Uh, it's quite normal if you, if you don't find any of these jokes funny. Uh, remember that understanding jokes and laughing at them is very hard in another language. So don't beat yourself up or anything. So uh, just laughing at a couple of these jokes is enough. I don't expect you to laugh at them all or find them all funny. Just focus on understanding the meaning. And if you laugh, it's a bonus. So uh, also, you should practice saying these jokes too. It's not just enough understanding them, I want you to practice saying them too, because delivery is important. It's a completely different world, really, like dealing with the delivery. So I suggest that you practice telling these jokes yourself. Listen to the way that I say them, and I hope that I'll say them correctly and I won't, you know, get anything wrong. So listen to the way I say them and try and copy the rhythm, intonation and sentence stress. Notice which words are emphasised and how because that's important. You can read all the jokes on this uh, uh, that I'm reading out here on the page for this episode. So round one. Here, come, here comes the first round. Ten jokes in a row. Here we go with number one. So um, 
Why was six afraid of seven? Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Number two, what's brown and sticky? What's, what's brown and sticky? The answer, a stick. Number three, a man walked into a bar and he said, uh, do you have any helicopter crisps? And the barman said, uh, no, sorry, we only have plain crisps. Number four, uh, what do you call a fly with no wings? What do you call a fly with no wings? A walk. Number five, uh, what, do you, what do you call a fly with no wings and no legs? A crash. Number six, what do you call a man with a car on his head? Oh, we've done that one. We've done that one already. What do you call a man with a car on his head? Uh, you call him Jack, don't you? Number seven, how much fun do monks have? How much fun do monks have? Well, none. Number eight, what do you call a blind dinosaur? What do you call a blind dinosaur? I'll tell you what you call a blind dinosaur. Do you think he saw us? Do you think he saw us? Number nine. What's black and white and red all over? What's black and white and red all over? The answer, a newspaper in the bin. Hmm. Number ten. My dog's got no nose. Really? How does it smell? Awful. Okay, so there was ten jokes, and I think you got at least one, because I'd explained the, I'd explained the one about Jack earlier, hadn't I? Okay, so there you go. Round, that was round one. Uh, why was six afraid of seven? Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. So obviously the joke there is seven, eight, nine, eight. Eight is a number, but eight is also the past simple of the verb eat. So uh, here we imagine that seven is kind of scary, because apparently seven uh, actually consumed number nine. So it, 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 it's, seven is like a cannibal number or something. It murdered number nine and then ate it. Seven, eight, nine. And so, you know, six is a bit afraid because he's sitting right next to seven. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. What's brown and sticky? Now, you might be thinking, what, is that poo? It's poo, isn't it? What's brown and sticky? The answer is stick. All right. I mean, sticky there. It's the joke on the word sticky because a stick is, I mean, sticky, you know, it's, it's an adjective. For example, if you spill orange juice on a table and the orange juice sort of goes a bit dry, eventually it will be very sticky because of the sugar. And it's like, if you put your hand on it, oh, oh it's all sticky. So sticky, all right? Like glue is sticky. What's brown and sticky? You might be thinking, what, some sort of substance that's brown and like poo, maybe? Something like that. Um, the answer, a stick. Because sticky could mean, you know, adhesive. But also it just means like a stick. And a stick is very sticky because it is actually, a, it's a stick, isn't it? Okay, it's not a great joke, to be honest. Uh, number three, a, a man walked into a bar and he said, do you have any helicopter crisps? And the barman said, no, sorry, we only have plain crisps. So plain crisps, that's the, that's the joke. Plain, um, plain meaning with no flavor, just salt. That's what we call plain crisps, P-L-A-I-N, plain, without any flavoring on them. You know, plain crisps. Um, and then the other meaning of plane is obviously a, an aeroplane that flies through the air. So the man says, do you have any helicopter crisps? No, sorry, we only have plane crisps. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, number four, what do you call a fly with no wings? Which is one of my favourite jokes when I was a kid. What do you call a fly with no wings? The answer, a walk. Obviously, because it can't fly, you see, it can only walk, so you call it a walk. All right, then. Number five, what do you call a fly with no wings and no legs? A crash. <laughs> uh, because uh, without, without legs, then it can't even land. I don't even know how it's flying in the first place. But it just crashes, you see, because it's got no legs. So just, it, you call it a crash. Okay. Number six, what do you call a man with a car on his head? Jack, we've dealt with that. Number seven, how much fun do monks have? A monk... You know, these are like uh, spiritual men, usually sort of Christians. They they live in a in a monastery. They just sort of walk around 
praying to God, wearing brown overalls. Uh, you, you get Buddhist monks as well and stuff like that. They're kind of spiritual. They spend all their time praying and meditating. And uh, the uh, monks in Christianity, they seem to have a... I don't know why. They always have a bald patch on the top of their head. Anyway, how much fun do monks have? The answer, none. It may, be, may not be very fun to be a monk, so they have no fun. But nun is also the uh, the word for, a, like, the female version of a monk, isn't it? A nun, you know, they wear black and white clothing. They, 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 uh, they, they worship God. They don't, you know, they don't sort of... Do they have much fun? I wonder. How much fun do monks have? None. So it's really the, the joke on the word none. None meaning no fun, and none meaning a, a, a spiritual woman who is devoted to God. Okay. Uh, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you think he saw us? Now that is a question. Do you think he saw us? Because he's blind. He might not be able to see us. So you can imagine there's a big dinosaur and we're there like, oh God, do you think that he saw us? Did he see us? But also, do you think he saw us? Sounds like the name of a dinosaur, doesn't it? You know, like Stegosaurus, Brontosaurus, do you think he saw us? Okay. Number nine, what's black and white and red all over? It's a newspaper in the bin. Why is it in the bin? Because it's been read, you see, because it's been read. So red is the, the key word there, red the colour, and also red the, um, the past participle of read. Okay, the book has been read, so it's read all over. That's why it's in the bin. Black and white, because newspapers are black and white. What's black and white and red all over? A newspaper in the bin. And then finally, the classic old-fashioned joke, my dog's got no nose, meaning my dog doesn't have a nose. And the, and the question is, well, how does it smell? And the answer, awful. Or how does it smell? Disgusting. The joke there is that, is really the question, how does it smell? It means two things. How does it smell? Meaning, literally, how does it perceive smell if it doesn't have a nose? And the other thing is like, how does it smell? Meaning, it, does, it, does it stink? You know, is the, does the dog stink? So how does it smell? We imagine he's asking, well, how does it perceive smells? And the other guy misunderstands the question and think and, and he's asking what's the smell of your dog is your dog clean and and the answer is oh he smells awful my dog's got no nose how does it smell awful mm-hmm okay <laughs> uh it's this is a fairly random selection of jokes all right but uh uh, you know, I never said I never said that these are the best jokes in the world and it is a question of taste but I'm curious to know how many you got um I think we're going to stop here. Uh, we're going to stop this episode here. But uh, I've got so much more. I think I'm going to do another one. Um, and I'll probably upload that one soon or, or come back to the series. But there's, there's a lot more to, to deal with. I mean, we've got more stuff about the psychology of jokes. I've got more jokes to explain to you. I even have an old recording of when my brother and I were little kids. Recording of us talking when we were, you know, I must have been about six or seven years old. My brother was about uh, eight or nine years old and we're telling jokes uh, we used to do that when we were little boys we used to every now and then get the tape recorder out and my mom or dad would like you know uh, record us and we would then tell jokes and i've still got the recordings so it's probably like the earliest ever version of luke's english podcast from from when i was about six so I think I might play that to you as well if you're interested in that and, uh, and, and loads of other stuff on this uh, subject. Okay, so I think that's probably the end of this. Uh, can I just remind you that you should check out that Audible trial offer um, if you want to you know, take advantage of the offer to get your own free audio book. And uh, you can just go to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke. Have you done it? Have you done it yet? Have you got your audio book? Um, I'm using audible.com now just as a regular customer. I've signed up to their service and uh, I'm just trying to decide which uh, audiobook I'm going to get next. I think I'm, you know, I'm such a big Beatles fan. There is another Beatles book and it's, it's huge. It's an absolutely huge book and the entire thing is available as an audiobook download and it's 40 hours long, 40 hours long. And it's, it's free for me because I'm using the offer. So uh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, that is good. Um, 
so you get 30 days basically to decide if you like it. You can download one audiobook free within that 30 day period. Uh, if you if you like it, if you're happy, and if you don't cancel, then you will become a member, and they'll start charging you $15 uh, a month. And that means that for that $15, you get another free download. Well, it's not a free download, but you know, because you're paying $15, aren't you? But anyway, you get $15 and that entitles you to get one audiobook a month and to just continue using the service. Okay, so you get one free one and 30 days. If you don't like it, you can cancel within that 30-day period and you'll get, you won't be charged any money. But if you're happy with it, you just don't do anything and uh, they'll charge you $15 a month and you can, you know, download another audiobook without paying any extra Okay, if, you, if you're not sure about the details, it's actually quite simple. Go to teacherluke.co.uk. In the menu, it says uh, free audiobook offer. Click that. All the information's there. But if you want to go straight to audible.com to get your audiobook, it's just audible trial. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial, T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash teacherluke. Uh, and, and that's it. Okay. All right, then. Uh, let me know how you managed to deal with the jokes that I told you in this episode. And, and, and what do you think of the hunter joke, the joke about two hunters? Did you find it funny? Um, as ever, I'm always interested in your comments, so you can leave them uh, at the bottom of the page for this episode. And I'll be back uh, in your earphones uh, before too long. But for now, for this episode, it's just time for me to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.